the following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I am one half of your host on this Saturday evening or Saturday night as we're recording. Um, I go by Black Dante on Twitter, um, or you know me as Jeremy, or Black Panther, or aka You Niggas in Atlanta Can I Drive, aka Niggas Against Coworkers, aka Don't Be Wildin' on Air Green's Internet, and aka. Hey, cup gems. To you know the cup jewels. Jumping <sighs> like kangaroos. Ooh. Ooh. A- a- AKA when your friends don't let you live down how much of a bird you used to be. <laughs> anyway, as usual, I'll draw by my friend and my co host. <laughs> yes, it is me, London's mom, uh, formerly known as Intense Desire. Um, if we friends, you call me Candace. If we not, don't speak to me at all. Uh, yeah, so we recording this on a Saturday again because we wanted to get all the tea from some of the from one of the reunion shows. And I'm gonna let Jeremy get these bills paid, and we about to hop right into it because we have theater, theater, and Shakespearean theater, theater, but. Before we get to this theater, we have to pay the bills, as Candace said. Um, you are listening to a CSPN production. You can go to our website, cspn.us, and click that podcast tab and look at all of our wonderful, lovely, uh, diverse podcasts on the network. And specifically this one, you can hit Ratchet Ramblings and listen to all of our episodes thus far with all of our hot takes on reality TV and all of our wonderful guests that we have had Um uh, throughout the uh, ten year podcasting, we're coming up um, close on a year um, in a little while. So, um, looking forward to that. Um, and if you like all of our shows, you can leave comments on the podcast um, episode pages. Um, you can rate them on the pages. And if you really want to help us out, mosey on over to that Keep Our Podcast Free tab. Big shout with all of our many sponsors that our boss man and CEO. Jamal, a.k.a. Classic, has provided for you, the consumer, and if you shop with our sponsors, um, if you make a purchase through our website with our sponsors and use our promo codes, all it does is of no extra cost to you. Um, all it does is give Classic a portion of the brick to keep the lights on, keep all these shows free, and so you won't have to pay to listen to my country ads sound like stolen car parts from the black market. Yeah. Stolen car parts for 76 Impala. Correct. Correct. Sitting, sitting on 24s. Sitting on 24s. Um, so, yeah, with that, um, the bills are paid. Also, make sure that you listen to our third co host um, podcast, our friend Curtis over at Gay Side Stories. You know, Curtis comes through once a month. Um, he was supposed to be here um, 
this week, but he has been under the weather, and we decide, you know, we're going to let him wish him a speedy recovery. Um, he is fine now, and, you know, we have to check on our friend, but he will be returning soon because I know everybody loves when Curtis comes through and shows his natural black ass, and we appreciate it because we love Curtis, and he ain't got no goddamn sense, but it's fine. It is absolutely fine. He loves his natural black ass. That is correct. We love his blackness and <laughs> we love I love we love his blackness, okay? So um but yes. So with all that said, um thank you for everybody that's been supporting us. Um share the show, like the show, leave ratings and reviews on iTunes. Please know one star woes. Um and with that, um I think that's all the bills, um church announcements. Oh, also um we apologize for not live tweeting uh Merit to Medicine's reunion. Um we were invited by our good friend um Rashani over at Single Simoncast to guest and that episode should be coming out maybe maybe Sunday or Monday depending on how quick Rashani can get it up, but make sure to check that out. Um, so, cause I know some of y'all were looking forward to our hot takes, but you know, when I, off, um, our homie called and asked, can we, uh, guest and you know, we, we, you know, we're obliged cause we, we fucks with Rashana the long way and the short way. So look forward to that. Um, cause especially cause Candace has some very hilarious hot takes about the episode. Speaking of, speaking of which real quick, not to go on too much of a tangent cause we got to get into this, this theater, but niggas, <sighs> niggas love everything, but to take care of their goddamn kids. They love everything but being self-accountable. Listen, accountability, child support, and... Niggas don't mix. At the fuck all. At the fuck all. And that's all we'll say on that. So make sure you check that episode out when it airs. And with that, that's everything. So let's get into this shit. So we got two reunions, a finale, and some... A a premiere... Well, no, not a premiere, but other stuff sprinkled in between, and of course, our sweet little London. Got little London. Uh, Oh, before we go, I was a guest on a podcast called Mocha Minutes. Go check that out uh, because we're going to have stuff on the show um, on the 23rd after Love and Hip Hop Atlanta premieres because that's our shit. And so we're going to have her on also next week. I will not be here, guys, because. Uh, Massa has freed me, and I's gonna take a vacation. Before <laughs> <laughs> we work and with London and Mike, and we're gonna go see my in-laws for London's birthday. So, um, but it's March. It's Women's History Month, and uh, filling in for me uh, will be one of our favorites, one of my favorites, uh, Lexi, sexy Lexi, and she is going to bring on one of her best friends, her sister who uh, had a hand in the current Death Row docuseries that uh, aired on BET. Uh, when you say last week or the week before, it was really great. And yeah. so she's going to come through and just, you know, talk about for, you know, briefly or for however long you guys want to, um, what it's like for a woman, a black woman in this, in that industry. Yes. Because I imagine it that to, for you to get to where she is, uh, she's really had to put in some work. She's really had to beat the pavement to get to where she is. And so maybe she could give some tips to the young black women who aim to do what she does. And uh, yeah, so I think it'd be a great episode. I'll try to pop in for a second because I did watch the docuseries and it really blew my mind because I'm to the point where we don't need any more Biggie Tupac stuff. 
But right. this actual docuseries was not just about Tupac, but it was about the history of Death Row before Death Row was even Death Row. You know? Like, right. you know, talking about how it was funded on drug money and the guy who who gave Suge Knight the money was in jail when he gave it to him. Like, you're talking about a real live, like, kingpin saying having people drop Suge Knight off $100,000 in cash and shit to get the record label going. I didn't know that kind of stuff. You know, when you think of Death Row, you just think of Suge Knight and Pop dying and the little beef that Dre had with them when they left. But they it really dove a lot deeper into the the rise and fall of Death Row Records. So, yeah, that would be really dope to have somebody on who had a hand in that for Women's History Month. So. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, so now we could dive into the to the theater. Theater. Let's uh, we normally we just we either go VH1 or Bravo or whatever the case, but let's get to the reunions first. Uh, so you want which one you want to do first? Marriage Medicine. Let's, let's go to uh Love and Hip Hop New York uh first because um I'm gonna tell you I Mona I love you at the same time, but. Unless you are about, unless next season you're going to bring back, let's say, Chrissy and Jim Jones or something, it's really time to let the flagship love and hip-hop go. I feel like we say, I feel like we say that every week, but it bears repeating. It, 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 the reunion was even dry. Right. Usually, even if the season is dry, the reunions be dry. And ain't, and it's like, what, it's what, two parts or it's three? Uh, I want to say two parts. Okay, because I mean, we really don't need that to be perfectly honest. But yeah, even the reunion was dry. Like it's just Mona. It, it's time. It's time. I know we say that every week, but God damn it, we gonna have startapetition dot org to get Mona to counsel either either bring back people or, that we like or care about or just dead the shit. Cause it's time, Mona. It's time. Look, Nina can go ask the hard hitting questions with other people. So the most uh. The most important part of that reunion was Remy finally dragging Broke Bree for Phil. Listen, let me tell you something. I was like, Bree, you are in danger, girl, because if it's one, well, one, in the words of Curtis, one, you ain't no real bitch. But if it's one motherfucker that was on that stage that when they talk, you shut the fuck up, it's Remy. Yeah. I was like, Bree, you in danger, because Remy done already went to jail for shooting a motherfucker. In the stomach. <laughs> it ain't shit for her. It ain't shit for her to drag your ass. I know Bree not really about that life because when Remy was on her neck, she talking about, why are you beefing with me, Remy? And she like, Ma, you don't know what beef is. This ain't beef. I'm far from beefing with you. But right. what I'm telling you is, when you start telling the motherfucker, when I see you with some sight, you supposed to be ready to fight every time you see him. That's why, you know what, now it makes sense why, well, one, because that's kind of who Bianca is, but now it also makes sense why Bianca, because, you know, our whole thing for a minute was, well, until we found out that it really was orchestrated for the most part by DJ Wellstar, like, we were for the, for the, a minute was like, well, it's got to be some kind of validity to Bree saying that Bianca was on some, like, in her, in her man's uh, inboxes, like, hey, big head, and that still also might be true, but Remy brought up a good point where it's like if you keep telling somebody it's on site, I mean it's on site, and it seems like Bianca took that to heat. So it's like Bianca's like, "Bitch, you said it's on site. Well, we we see each other. It's on site." 
And we know Bianca got the hands. Now, I mean, she still is a bird. But <laughs> the point being. Yeah. It's, it's, and then, and Remy has another good point. She like, well, she jumped me. She did this. She like, Ma, ain't no rules to this shit. Like, ain't right. no rules to fighting. Like, this is when I always know what people really about is how they handle the conflict that they invite. There ain't no such thing as a fair one in a fight. I'm finna beat you the fuck up any way I see fit. Right. Uh, again, in the words of Curtis, this how you know she ain't no real bitch. At all. Right. Cause I was like, cause you, and then even when Remy was talking to her, she, her voice got all high. You know how <laughs> her voice got all high, high pitched. She was like, oh, Remy, why are you being mean to me? It's like, okay, Bianca girl. All right. You the loudest one here with the worst. She had the worst damn wig of the whole reunion. And that's saying something because Mariah Lynn was sitting up there. Yeah, she was. Why Brie was dressed like a ghetto Spice Girl? She really was. She she was dressed like a. <laughs> hey, she was. <laughs> she was dressed like. She was dressed like if 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 uh, Professor X was making the Powerpuff Girls, but instead of sugar and spice, she uh, he threw in some Cajun seasoning. Some of that Cajun sprinkle from Popeyes. Mm-hmm. Word. So. Yeah, so Bree mm, broke Bree, broke Bree. Uh, speaking of Mariah Lynn, so why Mariah Lynn decided to turn into Stephen A. Smith and you? <laughs> I still don't know. Superfluous. Yeah, <laughs> like mother. Everybody on the cast was looking like, huh? What? Who? Whoops! Whoops! What? Who are you? And what have you done with Mariah Lynn? Yeah, I was like, girl. Like, okay, but I will say this though. Well. I, I'll get to him later. Ah, the real the highlights for me was um, Remy telling the truth. Um, the truth. The truth. Um, yeah, yo. Okay, so li- listen. Let me tell you something. I do not care for Yandy that much, and it is definitely what she deserves because she was trying to be the queen of the baby mama hierarchy for Mortal Kombat. I get that, and that's made a big reason of why I do not like Andy. With that said, listen, let me tell you something. This nigga mended fences, <laughs> told Yandy that the way she dresses, he feels is moving them backwards in their relationship. In they nigga in jail was talking about backwards progress. Listen. <laughs> A nigga who is not free was telling Yandy that she is the reason they are moving backwards in their marriage. Not that eight years you doing in jail. But the way Yandy dressed is what's holding y'all back. Not the fact that she you got the collect call, Yandy, but the fact that how she dresses is what's holding y'all back. When I tell you the level of audacity you got to have to be whole ass locked up. And telling somebody that y'all that they the reason that you y'all moving backwards, nigga, you are incarcerated. <laughs> what? And you didn't start out incarcerated, right? Right. Like, I, listen, I, not again. I again, it's what the way Yanda has carried on about um, Metropolis is with the way he talking to her is kind of what she deserved. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not saying I feel for her, but it is embarrassing for a nigga that ain't got freedom to be talking to you about your freedom. That is fucking hilarious. Very. Very. That is fucking hilarious. Goddamn, I'm goddamn uh, Judy up there looking. <laughs> Yo, speaking of marriage, 
Yeah, something the milk ain't clean about that story. Cause how your how your daughter in law don't know if you married or not. Right. She and apparently how your son don't either. Right. And Judah basically was like, basically was like, ain't no rings on these fingers. I could do what I want. Like Judah old ass up here trying to be a thot. Look crazy. I, listen, good good the hell look everybody. But okay, so this is really what I wanted to talk about. Well, two other things. Then motherfucking <laughs> motherfucking Jonathan. Listen, I, before I before I let me say this. It is dope that Jonathan is taking what he went through with his mom uh, sending him to conversion therapy and using that and helping um, other uh, kids on the LGBTQ spectrum or even shit, even adults. Like, it's, uh, you know, it's sad that he had to go through that, but it is good to see him using that and turning it around and making it a positive thing working with, pe- with people and kids that go through that. Um, so that is a that is a, a positive that I did enjoy seeing from Jonathan. Um, with that said, this nigga, <laughs> this nigga got this nigga brought the goddamn divorce, the finalized divorce papers to the fuck reunion. Like, like hello, bitches. <laughs> Free the fuck. He, he was so goddamn happy. He was so goddamn happy to show that picture and got to show that piece of paper and goddamn Trent face. He was so happy. He was like Google works both ways, nigga. <laughs> He was so fucking happy, and Trent just sitting, sitting, sitting there looking like, I guess not. Listen, God, God bless Juju. I, I, I feel Juju because Juju was like, so you still don't think it was fucked up for you to like? I get like him still being married was fucked up, but also you don't think it was fucked up that you got with him and all you wanted was 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 sex and let him on like that. I appreciate Juju. I do. But that goddamn Trent looked her dead in his face and was like, no. And I was like, I mean, what can you say to a nigga, nigga that don't give a fuck? Yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, speaking of a nigga that don't give a fuck, <laughs> my man, motherfucking Ruben. God bless Ruben. God bless Ruben. Cause ain't nowhere in hell, <laughs> ain't no, ain't nowhere in fucking hell. I would have been put hands and feet on rich dollars. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think, and I, I, for me, what I like about Ruben is uh, cheating aside, not the cheating part, but who Anais is now seems to be who she's always been. Period. Yeah. And Ruben seems to be like, oh, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm not good with this dumb cheating shit. But I'm good with my wife being who I met her as. Right. Loud, free spirited, flirtatious. <clears throat> You're breaking up a little bit. Uh, it's some people who could deal with that in relationships. Like that's not a deal breaker for them. Yeah. And, but yeah, Rich, Rich was still hating. Talking about I was hating. You was definitely being a hoe. Right. He was definitely be- now. You know, like far as like him, because he see here's the thing, Rich. How, like Anna East was wrong for leading Rich on about them about lying about her and Ruben getting a divorce. Um, she was wrong in that. Like that's not Rich's fault. But like it's the other shit around what around it what he was doing. Where it's like that's why your mama was reading you for fifth. Like you're not telling the whole story, Richard. 
and the way he was moving, because like that shit he did, because Ruben was flat out told him like that shit you did at the at the party on the last episode. That was some whole shit. That was some hater shit. What the fuck? That wasn't your business. To, listen, some some shit is just not your business to tell, and that was yeah. not your business to tell. Yeah, because- so I will say that uh, I was a little perturbed about Jonathan and uh, Anais trying to get on Rich because the the guy's honest truth is Anais' marriage is her responsibility. Not anybody's responsibility but her. She and Ruben's. Furthermore, she blatantly lied. She didn't bend the truth. She didn't finesse it. She blatantly lied to Rich. Yeah. And so to keep acting like we'll take your responsibility take responsibility for what i'm thinking i'm with a woman that's about to be separated and divorced i'm thinking right. like I'm, I'm truly thinking that you know you and your husband is setting the groundwork to end the marriage what exactly am i taking responsibility for right he shouldn't take responsibility for that in my opinion it's the other shit around it where uh, he's been moving I, I think the uh the only the only thing where rich was being a weirdo was that last episode where he told uh ruben what and i did in st martin Everything else, I don't fault him for. Don't come to my house talking about be a man for you, be this, that, and the third while you still married, and your husband didn't even know you was unhappy, so you either lied to me or lied to him, and the way it's looking, you lied to me, so cool. Boom, whatever. But I'm not I'm not making you no promises. I'm not committing to you on shit as long as you still uh, chasing behind your husband when he walk out to your event. Like, no. But the shit he did I feel like he was petty because he felt like Anais was going to be trying to run to him and get a divorce. And she was like, divorce? Who? Uh, hmm? Hmm. I don't even know how to spell the word divorce, dog. I don't know how to spell divorce, Rich. Right. Rich Adala. My husband back ticker my picker. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think it's also one of those things where it's like, it's rich. So, because of all the shit he's done throughout the years, he kind of don't get the benefit of the doubt, which there's no... Yeah, I mean, which on the one hand, is not fair, but then on the other hand, it's rich, so it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Ticker, my ticker. (laughs) Listen, I like to say that to Mike to annoy him because he, like, she sounded so disgusting when she said that. He was like, first of all, uh, why is she referring to it as a picker? You say it mad nasty. Right. I knew the tick of my picker. Right. It's levels of nasty. Like it's some, I mean, cause like we all grown and shit, but it's some. It sounds like, like a breast stink. It do. It do. It do. Sound like her breast smell like, like old, old cigarettes. Pretty much. Yeah. But so, um, the other thing, what, ah, uh, speaking, so speaking of that creep shit, uh, fuck, um, what's the book? Fuck lames are. Oh, uh, hey, he was about to get beat up by Snoop. Listen, let me tell you something. And Snoop was, Snoop was pissed that Jaquay was even having words with him. He like, yo, why you got anything? Snoop like, she like, yo, why you got anything to say to this fuck nigga? He invited you to his video release to try to embarrass you and play you. What the fuck is there to apologize about? Like, right. don't like, don't say shit. And then, as usual, per per the black man, uh manual to dealing with the LGBT community uh, make homophobic slurs to a, a stud gay woman. Right. You need to help this- lady like you. Is you a boy or a woman? Like, boy, shut the fuck up. Are you right. a boy or a woman? Because you're right. acting like a gossiping old girl. 
Right. You 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 move and behave like a messy bitch. So like, who the real nigga? Exactly. Cause Snoop the realest nigga on that fucking show. Correct. And so, that's, that's uh, even validated by her criminal record. The, right. She she her literally role, about her that role life. on the wire was actually just her being herself. Right. She literally is about that life. You just a, just a sucker fuck nigga. So. Like you, because because Snoop will even put hands and feet on you, or put or put nine shells on you. So what's up? But yeah, just like a bitch, nigga, like going straight to her sexuality instead of like even if you were, I'm not even saying you can't like clap back at Snoop, even though Snoop was absolutely 100 percent correct. So I don't know what the fuck you was gonna use, but you know whatever. Not saying you can't be annoyed by Snoop, but going straight to her sexuality when she calling you on your bitch, nigga, car like you you proved her fucking point and. Speaking of, I think you said this either last week or the week before that Jacquey that Jacquey pussy too, because like Snoop said, what the fuck you got words for this man for? Fuck that nigga. I ain't you know the fuck the fuck you speaking to this nigga for? This nigga tried to hold you out and play you. Exactly. Yeah. So I mm, I, I I see why Jacquey get played honestly because he he a sucker nigga. Correct. So th- I think that's it for the new uh, New York reunion. Yep, let's go ahead to Married to Medicine. Okay, can I say this? I find Toya to be attractive, but not in a sexual way, in a way that I think she's a pretty woman, but she creeps me out the way she talks about sex. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of how uh, Third Shift Twitter acts. Like, she looks like she sit on Twitter and post a bunch of Tumblr... bunch of tumblr pics and shit of sex and shit like it is kind of obnoxious right it's like it's like she she one of those people where like she would be on twitter and post mood like 24 7 yeah like yeah it's the way that she talk about sex and it seems like she just so pressed about sex and talking about sex and getting in other people's business about sex and it's just like sit your ass down some damn well it's like it's, it's not it's not that goddamn deep <laughs> But I, I agree with you. She is attractive, but not in the. Yeah, I, I agree. I get that off my chest. Um, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And then, since we already talked about Toya, I think Toya should shut the fuck up with <laughs> the quad in her marriage because when they was like, "Do you think quad is Doctor Eugene's all?" and it's like, like we had this conversation yesterday on the single simulcast. Uh. This thing where married people act like their spouse is the end all be all and nothing nothing revolves around it but that it um it's a it's a recipe for a disaster. And I think a lot of married people in 2018 are starting to see that that you can be happily married without acting like your spouse is God. Yeah, I think that's like a, a trope that's been on in our society for so long because you know like we've pushed so long for so long, like marriage is like the goal or whatever. But especially like now with the way society and culture is changing, I think we're starting to get away from that. Not even before you get to the marriage, like just in relationships. You know what I mean? Like we are pushing like the culture is changing where it's like your significant other isn't your in in middle and uh and beginning. Like you can you can have a life and you have a life outside of your significant other, your spouse or whatever. So I think Toya is kind of like a lot of the women on the show. Toya is kind of in that old age traditional way of thinking for as marriage goes and quad is like, bitch, I am feminism one oh one. Like kill me raw. Yeah. 
that's kind of how it is. And then also, let us not also, let this not also be lost that Greg a fuck nigga. So, (laughs) there's also that. Well, I think Kwai had a, she made a really good point. And we've said this on the show before. Why on earth would she get pregnant when they just don't see eye to eye on a lot of key issues? And they just about taking out no trash and shit. You know, it's about, you know, the timing of the pregnancy and he don't. He feel like because he pay the bills, that's all he got to do. And every everybody has a different love language in the way that they show love. But the fact of the matter is, there's a middle ground. The way you right. show love, and then the way your significant other uh, needs you to show love. Like there's somewhere to meet in the middle with all of that. He's not doing any of that. Right. It's like you know, I help you with your business. I help you. You know, I do my duties as a wife. I. I try to be independent and not lean on you for everything and make my own money. And like, that's still not enough to get romance and appreciation out of you. Then what is, what will it take? Right. Just decent. from a baby, because I'm not giving you no baby when you already don't treat me like you love me. Like you treat me like I'm a chore. I take care of you. I do this. I'm not your charity case. Right. And that's great. Favorite line. I take care of you. Because you know what it is? I think, no matter how much Greg try to spin it, he don't see Quad as nothing more than a woman that he took out strip with. What? You broke up a little bit, Ken. Pretty much. Right. So it's like no matter how much Greg try to spin it and say that he trying and that he love Quad, he don't see Quad as nothing more than a girl that he took out the strip club. And you can tell by the way he talked to her and how he treat her. Because, I mean, seriously, dude. There's if the baby is that... Oh, go ahead. And I was going to say, and also, finally, their age difference is showing. Mm-hmm. You see the age difference. He he tries to talk to her like he is uh, her father. Right. Right. He talked to Quad like a child. Yeah. So, you know. we And I also, I like Quad handled that question very uh, classy and gracefully because that could have went left quick. Correct. Speaking of going left, so... um. Fuck it, we gonna. I'm, I'm. Uh, fuck it, I'm gonna just go ahead and 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 take us there. So, motherfucking heavenly versus Mariah. Let me say this: I try to be as objective and fair as I possibly can in all things. I do. Sometimes it don't always work, but for the most part, I try to be as fair and even keel and objective and sticking to my integrity as I possibly can. There are certain people. That it is extremely hard for me to do that with. And fucking Mariah is one of them because nigga, nigga, how you gonna tell lies, blatant lies on the, the on the fucking reunion, the day of the fucking reunion? The day of the goddamn reunion, you on on live. Let me say this. Mariah is really creepy with this thing where she feel like she's some superstar. I'm not I'm not taking away from I'm not trying to diminish the accomplishments of being able to be on a successful reality TV show, but you're not about to act like you're an uh, Academy Award nominated actress. Like, Mariah is really creepy in how she acts about her position on that show. Especially considering she's one of the only cast members who's been kicked off the show before. Right. And she acts like she is the star of the show. Like she acts like she is. She acts like she's the Beyonce, and everybody else on the cast are Michelle. Like it's and yeah, and, the, and and I don't. We have to get these reality TV stars to a point where they start telling the truth because 
these networks don't have no problem rolling the bean footage back these days. Right. Told that whole. Why I was like, you cannot sit up and talk about me and my marriage on your uh on your Facebook Live for forty five minutes. I and I, but you talk about me. Well, why they ain't roll the footage of Quad talking about Mariah? Right. Same man. Somebody lying. Like they got the footage of you talking about uh Quad and Heavenly. They got the footage of you doing that. They ain't have no damn footage of of, of Quad and Heavenly talking about you. So which is a, which is a sis? Is it Uchiwale or one Mike? I also agree with the fact that uh, while I while I do still find Dr. Heavenly to be trash for talking about Mariah's mom, agree. After she had just had a stroke, um, agree. I do agree that your mom is not off limits because your mom don't mind her business. Nobody else parents on that show be on the show talking cash shit the way Mariah's mom do. So your mama is fair game. And I talk that, about kids, spouses, and every goddamn thing else. And that's why, see, this is also why I appreciate Andy because Andy brought that up because Andy was like, look, um, while it's wrong, that, because Andy flat out said, while it's wrong, don't you think that it's a double standard because your mother has said messed up things about people on this cast. So All the women. All the women. So how is it that you are so offended and you are saying, well, it's just wrong. It's ignorant. It's just is for Heavenly to talk about your mama. Okay fair, but you all, you're not being fair because your mama also has talked shit about everybody and else. And in the clips, you egging your mama on. You exactly. Saying, Ma, don't go there. Let me take care of this. I don't need you to be in none of this. Right, you being your mama's sidekick to her shit and then popping off your own shit. See, again, this is why it look even worse and even most suspect of Dr. Simone and shit, even Toya, because when she Toya stormed out um, when Mariah stormed out and went to the back, Toya was right there fucking with her. And it's like, y'all looking real mad fun in the light because y'all are talk- y'all on Mariah shit talking about what well, heaven I was about to beat Mariah the fuck up. At the fuck up. Twice. Once what? on the stage. Wait, what? hold on. I thought that was on, I thought that was heavenly when they went backstage. No, you didn't see Quad get in, her, get in Mariah's face? I heavenly that- was there. Heavenly was there, but Quad was the one that made it into Mariah's face. Oh, I thought that was heavenly. I knew both of them was there, but I thought it was heavenly. No, that was quiet. Oh shit! Oh well, but I knew it was one of the two. I thought it was heavenly. But see, again, but like I was saying, this is why it makes Simone doing that shit on, when they was on that boat and her and Toya looking shaded because it's like you've been pushing all season for everybody to let bygones be bygones, and we need to, um, y'all need to Mar- Mariah saying uh, let bygones be bygones, and she forgives y'all or what the fuck ever. Well, one, ain't no damn receipts of them doing the shit to Mariah as, as Mariah has done to them. And then two, Mariah is still not taking responsibility for none of the fuck shit that she does. So all y'all that's on this, let bygones be bygones and move forward shit, y'all looking suspect as fuck in the light because how can y'all do that when Mariah keeps doing fuck shit and then be mad when people not cool with her ass? Like, the fuck? Exactly. So yeah, that's why yeah, Toya and Dr. Um, Simone, y'all, they look mad funny in the light being Team Mariah and shit. And shout out to Dr. Jackie. Doc, first of all, Dr. Jack the Jackie looked amazing in my opinion. Um, she looked really good. She, she looked, looked really good. Shout out to Dr. Jackie just sitting back and being like <laughs> when Andy when Andy has the <laughs> what the, what do you make for this? And she was like, what she say, a, a Xanax? <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, uh, the second part of the reunion gonna be really fire. So that bombshell about Doctor Simone and Cecil divorce almost being final. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. Uh, I hope in this time Doctor Simone do some soul searching. Um, because she has a real big problem owning up to her bullshit. Right. Like huge. Like, huge, like huge. you know what? You know what? Maybe that's why she done took taking a liking to Mariah. Yeah, more than likely. Because you know, gr- well, in this case, it's not great minds, but you know, you know, people birds of a feather flock together. So maybe that's why she and all up on Mariah's clip because. Mariah don't take accountability for none of her shit, and it's seen, and Doctor Simone don't either, because she really is putting it all on Cecil. Like Cecil is just the worst. Correct. And it's like we have watched this show, man. Like that man, not saying he is not without faults, but that man has tried. He has tried. That man, when when your crazy ass was like, let's get separate houses. This man got two separate ass houses for your crazy ass. And you and taking care of the house and the kids and make sure they good and your ass calling saying that he full of shit when he's been trying to work with your crazy ass and you have done nothing but deflect. You dead ass when they had that terrible when they when Heavenly had that terrible ass retreat or whatever. Um when y'all came back after Cecil blew up, Cecil you dead ass told Cecil when Cecil said, Well, let's work on us, you dead ass told that man, let's focus on you. Motherfucker, last time I checked, the marriage is us. Ain't no damn just one person. The fuck? The fuck is going on here? Correct. So yeah, I like we said, like, I do not like Dr. Simone anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, she can go. One thing I do agree with that Mariah said about Doc, about Heavenly and Toya said it too. Heavenly is mean. Yeah, she she is mean, and yeah. and one thing that typical bullies do, um, when they get called out on the shit they do, they play the oh it's just jokes. Y'all just take shit too serious. That is a typical bully tactic. That's Every true. Time you see a bully get in trouble at school, they'd be like, "I was just kidding." What? Like yeah, what? That, yeah, that's valid. That's a valid thing to say about Heavenly, and it would be, and it's absolutely correct. It's just Spider Man pointing at Spider Man coming from Mariah. That's all. Yeah, and Toya. And, and, yeah, right. Because even because then Toya, because she annoyed me. She was like, because after <laughs> after Heavenly, uh, first of all, speaking of fucking Mariah, she is. And me and Candace were texting about this. She is dramatic as fuck because, girl, of all the shit <laughs> you have done throughout this show. You acted like heavenly drawing fucking horns and a goatee on you, calling you the devil, which you are. You acted like she just spit on your mama grave, girl. Yeah, it was not that deep. It, it was, was girl. Nobody give a fuck about that poster, right? It's just she got she she just a whole weirdo. But yeah. but I say I say I brought that up to bring up this when fucking Toya had was chastising Heavenly about well maybe you doing that and even though you thought it was funny maybe you didn't consider how it hurt her feelings. And while on the one hand Heavenly does need to consider other folks' feelings and stop being a bully, it's fucking Mariah. Like what? That's what what. It's like, dude, it's like, are y'all, are y'all sure y'all, like, have y'all forgotten or have selective amnesia about all the shit that Mariah has done to y'all for y'all to be this motherfucker forgiving? Like, y'all ain't even that forgiving a fucking Toya for being late. <laughs> like, yeah. 
like I don't I don't understand. Tot- like help me saying some because this one plus one is is equal to two right now. Some might some ain't right. But I agree. Part two of the reunion will be fire. Uh, it looks like it's gonna be a good reunion overall though. This first one was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, we uh, cause next one they are gonna talk to the, the, the to the guys, right? Or they gonna all be together? Yeah, I think they gonna talk to the husbands. Yeah. So, but yeah. So thank you, Andy, for putting what look looks to be a good reunion, and thank you, Andy, for always asking the good questions. So yeah. So let's. Uh, I think now we'll just go and order stuff that we could cover from quickly to the end. Let me. Uh, I'll start. So marriage boot camp started back up and it's a season with the family members versus the you know just couples only uh jim jones and chrissy is on there that's gonna be interesting because i just don't understand why chrissy is still fighting the, the crib keeper aka jim's mama for jim like no that lady is I feel like at this point they've been together over a decade engaged seven years on and off this and the third at this point you either are going to accept the situation or really just move on. Like, sure. you guys are in your 40s going back and forth. Not about saving a marriage, but about going through with an engagement to a marriage. Like, either either say I do or just go. Just don't and go about your business. Also, there's the crackhead from Team Mom on there, Amber. And you know she a crackhead because when the show first started, she was fat. Now she real skinny, but she got the big head from doing, like, you know, typical crackhead body. They get real skinny, but their head still be big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she on there, and Chrissy almost was about to uh, dog walk her. Yeah, I did see that. I, I did but see that. Jim stepped in. And the thing was, like, what they got into it about was, like, the another chick from uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was on there with her dad, and they was just talking about how, you know, he really just don't approve of her trying to build a whole career just doing reality TV and how the attention from it becomes addictive. And so Jim was like, yeah, that, that's understandable. And maybe he just want more for his daughter than seeing her on TV always half-dressed and this, that, and the third. And, you know, some misogynistic bullshit, but still, even in, in underneath all that misogyny, there's the, the, the fact that reality TV breeds attention whores. It's true. And so the the crackhead from Team Mom Amber got all mad and was and Chrissy was like, "Whoa there, watch how you handle my man." And she like, she she like started yelling at Chrissy and Chrissy was like, "You must be back on drugs or some shit cuz you got us fucked up over here." And so she walked over there and I think that white bitch forgot what it's like to deal with non-white people who will kiss her ass for a little piece of that Team Mom check. <laughs> Chrissy and Nancy, Jim and Chrissy was about to put hands and feet on her. Like, whoa there. Then she tried to come back and apologize, and Jim was like, Yeah, cool, I accept your apology. Chrissy was like, I don't accept your apology because you knew what you was doing was wrong when you did it and you still did it. Right. And then she tried to get mad again, and the doctor was like, Honey, you can't be mad that somebody don't accept your apology when you violated them. Like, she can take all the time she needs to process your apology or never even forgive you for real. hmm And that was that. And so I... So Jim Jones' mom says she came on because she really wants to fix her relationship with Chrissy. And Chrissy said that she would like to fix her relationship with Jim's mom. And Jim wants to know how he can have a good relationship with his mom, have a great relationship with his fiance so that they can get married. 
and not slight the other. So I feel like they on there for the right reasons, honestly. Like, it don't seem like they on no bullshit. And like once Jim Jones was like having like one oh one with like the doctor and stuff, like in front of everybody, well, first of all, you know Jim a hood ass nigga, so he ain't with all that talking in front of white people shit. Right. But once he was having a one oh one with the black doctor, like he was really like having some valid points and he was like, I just wanna know how I could be of help with my mom and Chrissy so that when they do have a conflict, I can help them have a resolution that doesn't get toxic and lead to blowups and cussing each other out. He was like, cause man, I'm tired of that. He was like, I'm tired of being angry because one of them angry at the other person. So they get mad at me. Now I'm mad. So right. he just all, wants in all, all in all, some, some growth. I, I see that. I see, you know, the ability for some growth in their relationships and, but they gonna have some blowups cause it's not marriage boot camp if people don't have blowups. Right. Know? That's why, that's why we watch it. Yeah. So, that's all I got for marriage boot camp because I'm just really watching it for Chrissy Jim and, and uh, Mama Mama Jones or whatever. Honestly, I mean, we really only watch that show for the black people. Pretty much. I mean, so right. you know, you know why we here. Uh, since we on we TV, we might as well slide to growing up hip hop Atlanta. Um. Yes. Uh. Now, where do you want to be in? Because I know where I want to start. <sighs> <laughs> okay, before I, before we drag the brand, let me say this. Congratulations to Brandon for finally being comfortable enough to walk in his truth. And when people, here's the thing, whether or not you could tell somebody is gay or whatever the case, it's not your right, it's not your business to spread it prior to them coming out and saying it. And right. I've had to correct people on Twitter about that, like... um with the one dude from Prince from Love and Hip Hop Miami, like I was, I had said something about a girlfriend or identifying as a straight man, and like people was in my mentions, like, you, you sure he's straight? And I was like, please don't do that, especially not in my mentions. If somebody identifies as straight, whether I believe it or not, it's not my place to identify them as otherwise. Right. So if you say you're a straight man, you're a straight woman, you, whatever the case may be, then that's how I'm going to refer to your sexuality by what you identify as. I'm not going to be like straight. Mm-mm. You know, he gay. Like, no, that's not okay. So congratulations to Brandon for fine. Damn it. Sorry. Uh, congratulations to Brandon for finally being comfortable enough to come out and say, Hey, I'm a gay black man. Um, and the one thing I can say is a lot of his behavior makes sense. Now, yeah. because when you are scared to live in your truth, when you hide in it, when you hide in behind your truth, it makes you be defensive about everything. As we see with uh, Malik from Love and Hip Hop Miami, yeah. his insecurities about being an open gay man—he is so mean and aggressive and riled up and always ready to fight. And that's how Brandon was last season, right? Like, he really had this weird overcompensating bravado because he was scared to just say, hey, I'm a gay man. So, congrats on that. Congrats on him um, taking the steps, the precautions to rectify his wrongs without how he rubbed people with that interview. Um, But now, listen. <laughs> the brat. The fucking brat. <sighs> I am sick of that bitch. I, yes, London. I used to enjoy the bread. I used to like the bread. 
until I started watching this show and until this season and this shit with Bow Wow, I do not like the break anymore because, nigga, I want her to go sit her ass down somewhere and take them goddamn barrettes out her house because, nigga. I want her to get a life. Let me tell you something. She spends so much time antagonizing Bow Wow that it is almost like it makes me believe that she's jealous of him. Something. Because this, this is fucking ridiculous. And I do think it's jealousy because, so I have a friend, shout out to Daryl, his name on Twitter is Son of Solomon. Um, yeah, shout out to Daryl, I know Daryl. Wink Wine Club is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosés to cabernets to torontes, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you each month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now, for the listeners of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast, you can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. He's, um, so I was talking to him the other day and I think he's about to dip his toe into podcasting. And which I encouraged him to because black podcasting and having your pick of the litter from any topic in the podcasting industry and have black people involved is great. But um, he is a Bow Wow fan. And after we discussed it, I had to be honest about how legendary Bow Wow run in hip hop was. And it was. Nigga had a run. We're talking about somebody who had hit movies, multiple hit movies. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about somebody who had all but maybe one or two of his studio albums go multi-platinum. Yeah. Um, we're talking about somebody who sold out Madison Square Garden three times before the age of 18. Yeah. Uh, he was probably the best-selling so-so deaf artist ever. Yeah. Now uh he hosted 106 in Park. Yeah. Um we know his name. We don't speak his name because lately he's corny a lot of times. Right. Remember, I've always said that reality TV either makes you really like somebody, a star of or, or a former celebrity or a celebrity or, or really hate them. Hate them. Uh growing up hip hop Atlanta has really made me re-embrace Bow Wow. Because he's not nearly as corny as he appears on social media. Right. And it's made me really dislike the brat. Real like I listen, going into this, I used to like the brat and not hate Bow Wow. I just thought he was super corny. Now I like Bow Wow and I can't stand the brat because of how she treats Bow Wow. Cause she still <laughs> treats Bow Wow like he is fucking thirteen. Daddy don't have a spine, and that bothers me really, really badly. Because here's the thing: if I'm working on something, if I'm an artist of any type, and I'm working on a piece of art, I don't want to show you until my art is finished. That is part of the course for most artists. 
be it they make music, be it they make movies, be it they uh, paint, they write, they do poetry, whatever the case they may be. I'm not even being funny, but how many movies do we see before they finished? You think Marvel Studios is like, all right, here go the first uh, hour of Black Panther. The rest are almost done. Tell us what you think. That's right. not how it works. Furthermore, the Brett is only JD's lap dog. So Bow Wow don't have to let you listen to his fucking music. You're not the producer. You're not writing. You're not doing shit on his album. What do you need to listen to it for? Exactly. Like, here's my thing. Like, JD is wrong for how he's handled Bow Wow because first of all, you didn't first of all you didn't let him get his paper. So when you and then then you flaked on him for this album and went a whole ass across the country to work on Usher album. So Bow Wow take the initiative. You like, you know what? I'm gonna do my own shit. And then it's like you mad. But then you're not that mad. You hear some of the music. You didn't like the first track, which honestly I can't kind of see because I really didn't like that first track either, to be honest. But that second one he played, that one was fire. Okay, you like, okay, okay, you with, we with the shits. Then Bow Wow asking you, okay, well, are you going to mix the shit? You like, I don't know. Let me think about it. Then you sitting on your ass. So when Bow Wow is like, well, we the people want this shit. We got to get this shit out. Like, I can't wait on JD. Then he get a second opinion from um, from motherfucking Andy uh, who, who got more knowledge of like what the streets want and like what how music is distributed and moved with today. Meanwhile, Jermaine Dupree just sitting up here fucking DJing across the motherfucking country. Even even more than that though, like you said, if Bow Wow is an artist under So So Death, handle him like any other artist. Doing all this weird shit like well Bow Wow did something we ain't like, so let's punish him like a little brother. You motherfuckers and this is why I truly, truly believe Bow Wow needs to go to a new label where business could just be business. Right. Because these motherfuckers mix business and personal. You mad at some Bow Wow tweeted, or you mad because Bow Wow feel a certain way, so you're going to punish his business life. Right. And that's then... then oh, go ahead. My no, I was, I was just saying that's really trash to me. It's really trash, and then here's my thing, like, because one of the things... Because JD and the brat, which we'll get back to why most of this fuck the brat... It's like, well, he's still whining about like I didn't, I didn't give him no money for the tour. Motherfucker, you goddamn right. This nigga got a child to take care of. You motherfucking right. I'm still mad. You ain't giving my goddamn money. Like that's the other thing. It's like they talking about he being disrespectful and it's all family and all this shit. Nigga, you y'all not treating Bow Wow like family. You treating him like an indentured servant that y'all call y'all son, and that's bullshit. And this is a grown ass man. Correct. So and it's like, it, and honestly, if. Honestly, I'm more pissed at the brat than I am JD because at least, even though JD trash, at least JD is like, let him do his own thing. You know what I mean? Like, if he fail, you know, if he fail, he'll come back. We got him. You know, whatever. The brat is taking this shit super motherfucking personal. Trying I'm to mad. Get- JD ain't even as mad as me. Well, good. That's your cue to shut the fuck up. Exactly. Exactly, because honestly, this is mostly between Bow and JD. Yo, Oshbegosh posh ass just hopped your ass in it trying to be fucking Mama Bell, and I'm the bad bitch. And even JD ain't that upset about the shit. JD is like, whatever. If he do his own thing, you know, I feel a way, but I mean, I ain't gonna stop the nigga. Like, I can't stop him. I can put him on timeout or something. The brat want JD to t- go outside and get a switch for this nigga. Like, girl, what? What? Yeah, it's like, get a life. Right, get a, get your ass in the studio because you still got to pay that woman millions for when you clocked upside here with a goddamn bottle. 
Correct. So hell, your ass need to be in the studio with Bow Wow shit. Correct. Uh, I think uh Bow Wow was wrong for standing there, but but yeah, if, sent, if Deb ain't sent all the details like she was supposed to, that's on her. Yeah, it depends on which it is. Like if Deb didn't send all the details, then that's on her. But if she did and Bow didn't just didn't show up, then Bow wrong. We got to see which one come first though. Yep. So I'm willing to wait and hear that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to see. But I think that's um. Oh, the other, the only other thing is um, Ayana back to being annoying. <laughs> so that's that. It's like, did you really think you was about to have major surgery and then get the fuck up and move around days later, girl? Sit your dumb ass down, please. Right. God bless her girlfriend for putting up with it, cause nigga. <laughs> Could not be me. Because, nigga, let me tell you something. She, she, look, you ring that bell one more goddamn time. <laughs> and watch out and clock you upside your goddamn head with it. Exactly. Ring a ling on that. Right. <laughs> ring a ding ding on them titalings. That's what the fuck. Hey, get off, get off this fucking show. Okay. Cool. All right. Too far? All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's it. Didn't happen. Uh uh. Uh, there was there was no Real Housewives of Atlanta this week. It's back this uh, it's back tomorrow. Right. So we'll have uh, that next week. Yeah. Um. Fucking uh, love and hip hop Miami. <laughs> the finale. Uh, uh, Malik Malik needs some help, and this is not being funny. This is like some real advice. A lot of a lot of black men. Um, find it hard to come out and be secure in coming out, and I feel like Malik should should seek some professional help because he's so insecure that he's explosive, and I feel like he's eventually gonna hurt somebody or himself. Like he literally just spent the whole episode blowing up at everybody. I agree. And another news: I did not know JT Money was Jeffrey's dad. Same, same. Wasn't it on? Uh, wasn't it Taylor showed us that? Uh, yeah, and it was a clip from a show. I guess I didn't see that part. But it was a clip when they sat down. I just didn't recognize it was JT Money. But yeah, JT Money is like, uh, that's Jeffrey's dad. And he's very accepting and proud of Jeffrey for who he is and his career endeavors and all this kind of stuff. So I thought that was really dope. That right. we get, we're getting to see black men, black fathers be accepting of their gay sons and not trying to shun them and hurt them and deter them and all that kind of weird shit that people do with when gay men come out. So that was cool, but Malik needs some help. Oh my God, he was acting like a wild gorilla. He right. really looked, he looked like Amy from Congo and shit. Like I like he I he I thought he was I thought he was from the fight like he was part of the Jabara tribe. He really was acting beating his chest and being weird as fuck. Jump up Jump your bitch ass up. Like, right, like, he is so, he is so, like, I at first I thought it was just, like, a Bobby thing, but, like, he is just so angry and aggressive, and he's, like, like you say, like, he's so insecure to the point where he's homophobic, so, and it's like, nigga, what? Like, I understand you're boxing with your demons, but nigga. Get the boxing with my demons. First, oh, why we here? Why was Gunplay throwing fruit in the ocean trying to make sangria? Listen, <laughs> listen, motherfucking, motherfucking Gunplay was on that beach. I thought he joined spirituality Twitter. I was like, Gunplay, what the fuck? 
yeah, I was I was like, this is, but not to disrespect his religion, but when he was throwing that fruit in the ocean, I was like, that's going to be some good punch. It's the same, same. Somebody going to step right on the pineapple. Mm-hmm. Pineapple between your toes. Mm-hmm. Boxing but, with uh, your pineapples. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you be on my nerves so bad. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> but <laughs> you said pineapple, London turned up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, London with the ad list. Right. <laughs> Hmm. Um, but yeah, and so, but yeah, back to yeah, Malik needs some help, and Jeffrey needs to be careful because yeah. that's gonna be an uphill battle. And the one thing that I don't like that Malik does to Jeffrey, I came out for you. You should be coming out for yourself so you can live in your truth and be happy. You can't not coming out for yourself should show you why it was a mistake because you're still unhappy, you're still insecure. You're still battling your demons about the shit. So right. you should have come out for Jeffrey. You should have come out when you were ready. And if right. that meant possibly losing Jeffrey, that's what it is. But it seems like you're setting yourself up to lose him anyway with all this anger. Right, because Jeffrey was even looking at him like, when I saw how Jeffrey looked at him when like he got into it with Malik, I was li- the way oh, Jeffrey... Uh, oh, go ahead. With, uh, what's Trina cousin? With Bobby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When the way that Malik, when Jeffrey came up, uh, when the way that he looked at Malik, he was like, "I'm not sure if I can deal with all this anger," because he was like looking like, "Shit, this is even more angrier than than Bobby." Yeah. You know, so he was like, "I don't, I don't know." Um. So we give Trick Daddy an inch, and he make us regret it, and then his yeah. bullshit show back up. Mm-hmm. Inches on her being happy without me. She moved on. She dating so fuck that. I'm never giving her a divorce. What? Nigga, it's like you. Why you, you? Let me tell you something. If you're not living with somebody, if you guys, if you married and y'all not living together, y'all not happy. You, your wife walked out on you four years ago, and you literally only see her at clubs when Trina there. Why would you want to be married to somebody like that? Like you could have found your happiness in those four years. Had you just given that woman a divorce she wants? Right, but he 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 abusive. Like he he is everything that Joe was talking telling us about him. He confirmed it. Like he is a, he is an abusive yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, shout out to Baby Blue while we here. Baby Blue is the hero we don't deserve. He really is. Baby he, Blue is a first of all, Pleasure P is a whole weirdo. He is um, you you being kind. That nigga is trash. I'm oh, sorry, that nigga is trash. <laughs> I just, how are you mad at somebody getting money? And moving on after you did them wrong. Like, he mad at Baby Blue for getting money. He mad at Shay for moving on. Nigga, one, how you mad at a nigga getting a check? And then two, how you mad at your ex for moving on after you did her wrong? Like, I don't understand. And dead ass ain't nothing going on between Shay and Baby Blue. Baby Blue didn't try to hook her back up with Scrappy. Oh, I am interested to see what's gonna happen on Atlanta because I didn't. They didn't show Bambi on that episode. Correct. Because where's Bambi? Because they didn't ran off in the low sometime between Atlanta ending and Miami recording. Those motherfuckers eloped. So some don't sit right with me. Right. But I mean, it is what it is. Right. I'm in the milk and clean with that one. 
Yeah, and Shay is a whole Shay and baby Shay and Pleasure P perfect for each other on the cool. I like on the on the lowest of these. They perfect for each other because they both the same type of fucking weirdo. Correct. Because how are you trying to dictate to a man that you not with? You ain't got no loyalty. Friend this, friend that. Let me tell you something. I love my friends. I love you guys. But one thing I have not done and have not ever tried to do is dictate your friendships outside of me. Correct. I do not do that to people. You have a right to see for yourself whether somebody is a good person or or maybe we just, the, me and that person just didn't get along and that's what it is. Because the fact of the matter is everybody that you don't get along with is not necessarily a bad person. Sometimes two people energy just don't mesh well together. And that's just what the fuck it is. Right. And you go about your business. Because I mean, so, honestly, uh, not because y'all, honestly, you can tell if, it, it's one thing where like they like dead ass or like just like a terrible person, but there's a difference between being a terrible person and two people energy. Like you said, two people energy just not mixing. Those are two totally different things. Yeah, even if somebody just come across as a dead ass terrible person, I'm still not dictating to other people who like who that they should not mess with them. You I just feel like discernment. I feel like you have to, if you have to find out the hard way, that's just your lesson to learn. I'm not about to yeah. hitch. I'm not about to hitch my wagon to your bullshit. If you if you can't see it for yourself, if you don't pick up on the on context clues and behavior and actions and words, uh, there's nothing I can do for you. There's and something. You there's, hard, there's, there's somebody that this applies to that we'll talk about a little later on this show. But continue. Um, it's like you know, if if you can't figure it out for yourself, I'm not about to sit up here and beat you over the head with it because you are an adult and you do deserve to. Learn how to use discernment better. So, yeah. yeah. As push push power time out, I just logged on Twitter, and as we were talking about this nigga, somebody just brought up the tweet uh, about um, how a uh, little about how Bow Wow sold out the Garden three times at the age of sixteen with three platinum albums. Yeah. So a hip hop legend. He really is. He really I is. Like I feel like what I feel like it happens with a lot of child stars, and it is no slight to. Bow Wow's talent, but if you notice, a lot of child stars aren't necessarily adult superstars. You have your anomalies like Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, um, but it don't really happen all of the time. Yeah, they kind of flame out a little early. Justin, you can even look at Justin Bieber. Once he became an adult, even his appeal and his fandom and his superstardom kind of declined. Yeah. Um, I I guess I the only other anomaly is Usher. Usher yeah. was a child star and was a is a a superstar still. Um, but we we saw Tevin Campbell fade into obscurity. We saw ABC uh Soul for Real. Um, you know, Instinct broke up. Uh, you know, Miley Cyrus lost her fucking mind. <laughs> um. Romeo, Romeo didn't do too much after you know he grew up. Besides, just be fine in a motherfucker, but and go to college for a little bit and do some business ventures. But musically, he's not a superstar. Like a lot, of, especially in hip hop, a lot of hip hop child hip hop stars don't grow up to be uh, stars in hip hop as adults. So you know, it's no slight to Bow Wow. It's just the way that that's just the trend of things, but. Mm. Right, but yeah, so we uh, that was just a quick side note because we literally I just logged on and it literally was the first thing I saw. We had just talked about shit, 
But mm. yeah, Shay and Pleasure P deserve each other. Um, Shay is a weirdo. Um, fought okay. that loyalty shit, and her fighting with fucking Joy. What? First of all, Shay don't want Nan Day or Joy. <laughs> not Nan Day. Well, I'm gonna say this: Shay not from it, from Miami, so Shay should do her best not to create enemies because you know as much as I don't care for their daddy or whatever. You know, a snap of the fingers and Joy won't get no airtime in Miami from nobody. Yeah. Trick Daddy revoke her pass and the shit revoked. Same thing with Trina. Trina find out the shit and she revoked. She, you know, she say a word and, you know, she ain't going to be able to move too much of nothing in Miami. She going to have to go back to Atlanta. Right. So it's like you're not picking your battles and all be. And when Joy told Pleasure P he saw her with Scrappy, she wasn't being malicious. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, you just a bozo who always popping off and you ain't going to be happy till somebody beats you the fuck up. She always fighting over niggas that don't want her. Correct. Or that she don't. That's the other part. Like, either they don't want her or she don't want them. So it's like, well, if if you don't want pleasure, and rightfully so because he trash, then why the fuck you mad at who the fuck he... I, if anybody, if anybody, you should be mad at Pleasure, not ne- not necessarily Joy. Like if anything, you can be mad at Pleasure. Being funny, I'm more upset that Joy going from trash to trash here. Because at the very yeah. least, Trick Daddy don't have no uh uh allegations of sexual abuse against kids. So it's just like, yeah. is this your queen doing this? Because she, she right. she's an example of running backwards. She right. wouldn't make yeah. she's talking about. Yeah, because you you really got to look at Joy like this your king because. You definitely did not upgrade mm-hmm. at all. And first of all, first of all, first of all, Pleasure P looks like a fudge round with a beard. So mm-hmm. I I don't I mean, I don't get it. You go from you go from a dead body to a fudge round with a beard. I mean, I guess, but mm, good the hell luck, everybody. Uh yeah, so <laughs> discernment. Discernment, ladies and gentlemen. Ahmad can't need to pick better friends. Because... You know what I thought you said? Huh. You know what I, th- I thought you said discernment la negra. <laughs> call her discernment la negra. First of all, wait before we before we before we go, we just have to shout out the true queen Juju. I mean, not Juju. Well, Juju too, but Jojo. Oh yeah, queen, queen, and good good for you with that that shit with your daddy and the divorce and shit. Good for you, Jojo. Yeah, but so I okay, I'm gonna let you do the reading on this, Jeremy, because you do feel very strongly about Amara Young Hollywood, uh, no Ronica, uh, Vega, no Ronica, <laughs> and um, and still, yeah, that whole little situation. So I'm gonna slide it to you for this read down. Okay, thank you, Frank, because I have thoughts. So, I guess I'll go down the list. So, listen, I enjoy Amara. I like Amara. But at this point, I am annoyed with Amara. And it's more so annoyed at the lack of discernment she has used on this show. Now, in fairness, um, and we was talking about this pregame, our friend Curtis, uh, one day, because we were discussing this one day in our group chat, and Curtis said that it seems like Amara's friendship, and we're using that in heavy air quotes, Quotes with Amara and Step and that little crew seems like something show made, which honestly makes sense because of how quickly it dissipated. Um, but even still, with that said, 
Amara, going forward, when people show you who the fuck they are, believe them. When you saw who the fuck young hot, young Trashy Wood was, you should have believed him and let the shit die. Because when you kept the shit going, now yeah. in fairness, in fairness, you didn't keep the shit going by your damn self, but you did keep the shit going in part. Like it, it wasn't all on you. But at the same time, you also was aiding and keeping the shit going. Once you saw how that motherfucker was, fuck that nigga. Use your discernment. Move the fuck out the way. When you saw how two-faced and how prejudiced Veronica Vega um, was along with Young Hollywood, move with discernment. Move the fuck out the way. Dead that shit. When you saw how messy Step was being in the in the under the guise of trying to be peacemaker, move to the side. Use your discernment. Fuck that shit. See that all of them are weirdos and move to the side. Because at this point, you don't look, you may not look as trash as them, but you got a little bit of trash on you. And that's what you, that's when you stoop to the level of clownery, the clown comes back and makes you at least put on, uh, at least put on a clown mask. You ain't got the full suit, but you got a little bit of you got a little bit of clown makeup on you, Amara. So take this, learn from this. Um, you all when the show first aired. You already had a deal, so I'm guessing you know it, it came out after you know she got it after taping the season or whatever. Um, you get into the money, you got got a commercial. You up there sounding like for Mayweather trying to read in that damn commercial. But either way, you got the bag, you secured the bag. Going forward, let let this. Listen, be- before, like, hold on, I, I oh, just cool. need a second. Amara yeah. in that Burlington commercial. If you ever seen the movie Dennis to Menace with Walter uh, Walter Matthau. And when the babysitter was trying to read to Dennis in the tub, and he was like, he was reading a little engine that could, and he was like, don't worry, little low kid. <laughs> One day you will be big enough. Enoch. Dennis was like, enough. Big enough. So, yeah, continue. <laughs> Correct. Correct. But yes, going forward tomorrow, just use with a little use some discernment. And when you see clownery, you avoid clownery. You don't participate in the clownery. And let that be a lesson. You 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 have secured a bad, you got a future. Be like Cardi and let this be a one and done or a couple and done or whatever, but get the fuck off of Love Hip Hop Miami. So that's my little light read for tomorrow. Just Pick better friends and learn to move away from shit in, instead of letting shit egg on. Because the longer you let it egg on, even if you in the right or you not as trashy as the other people involved, eventually you look trashy too. Maybe not to the same degree, but you still look trashy. So Correct. that's what I got for tomorrow. Now, young, why isn't he dead, Wood? Mm-hmm. Listen, let me tell you something. Young Hollywood is as loyal to whoever will kiss his ass or will let him fuck. Because I'm going to call bullshit. Because you was just the last episode all up in Amara's grill and getting her um, uh, uh, interview uh, on, on the radio to like explain colorism and all that shit. Which, good, but it's still fuck you. But then when her and Veronica get into it, you turn on her put it all on her, and then call her ghetto and trashy, then this fucking episode, and even part of the last episode, Veronica ass go full... You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like when people talk about um, like black people that go on TV shows like Jerry Springer and shit and Wild Out, 
and call them ghetto and ration this, that, and the third. But when white folks go on them shows and do the exact same fucking thing, they don't have shit to say. That's exactly what the fuck Young Hollywood did because Veronica, and I'll get to her trash ass in a minute, she went completely trailer trash, ghetto trash, whatever the fuck kind of trash you want to call it, loud, obnoxious, ready to fight in. Everybody, even old ladies across the street that have shit to do with nothing, she went full trashy, and he didn't say a goddamn word and was linking up with her, trying to flirt with her, trying to fuck her, and all this, that, the third, and of course she went along with it. But the point being, nigga, you was just in this in Amara's face, Skinning, grinning, talk, just just bigger up in her, and then you had they had one fight in which I could see if like he was saying like both of y'all wilding, I would get with that. But to put it all on tomorrow, and then this bitch, excuse my language, but Ver- Veronica Vega just going a full ass, being even worse than tomorrow, and you ain't saying a motherfucking thing. And then when they get to fighting, you consoling her, nigga, fuck you, fuck y'all Hollywood, fuck fuck his face. Fuck his brand. Fuck everything he stands for. Every day that he is allowed on this earth is a day that we have strayed further from God's light. I do not fuck with him as a staff, record label, and a motherfucking crew. And young Hollywood, if you ever happen to come across this podcast, I would just like you to know from the bottom of my heart, and I can am safe in saying that I think my friend agrees agrees with me here, that you can die tomorrow and I will throw a party. Because fuck you, you are absolute trash, you are prejudiced against your own damn people, you have no morals, no integrity, you flip-flop this motherfucker, and you a messy run tell that ass nigga, and I don't like you, and I can't stand you, and I hope you follow on some chart. And that's it, for him. Now, Veronica. Okay. <sighs> Where the fuck do I... Y'all forgive me. Veronica Vega. Bitch, you not black. You are not black. You are at best, at best, a white Latina, if not full on a white woman. You are not black. Yeah, I'm from Hialeah. <laughs> Thank you, London. You are not black, Veronica Vega. You are trash. You are like your Hollywood. You are col- colorist. Uh, colorism, co- whatever the fuck, whatever kind of prejudice you want to throw at it, you are, you are trash. You couldn't just disagree with Amara or think Amara was moving funny, which, in fairness, at times, Amara was, but even then, it would be Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man, but I could see if you would come with it from that angle. Your white ass sat up here in front of Trina is white explaining the reason you could use the word nigga. Then got mad at Amara and turned around and saying she fake and her afro is is a wig and shit. When why having a weave herself? Why, why having a weave you got damn self and then tried to pass it on like you was the champion for for, for, for colorism and, <laughs> and people being themselves and you are, you all of a sudden you uh, miss skin, skincare activists and shit. Veronica Vega, girl, fuck you. You are truly trash. You are forever going to have a truly trash award on this goddamn podcast. And then, listen, let me tell you something. I don't give a damn what nobody say. You're not going to convince me Veronica Vega got hands. There is no way on God's green earth and Al Green's internet you're going to convince me that Veronica Vega got hands. Now, Amara might not have them herself, but you're not going to convince me that Veronica was just gonna jump across that table, and if it wasn't no security, that she was just gonna whoop on, whoop up on Amara's ass. I'm sorry, you ain't gonna be able to convince me, and your goddamn show ain't gonna be able to convince me that she was gonna whoop a true queen 
Jojo, you not gonna listen. That would have been a dragon if I've ever seen one. You know, you know why I know it was gonna be a dragon. Jojo didn't even look worried. She didn't even look phased. Jojo was just like, yeah, okay. She was gonna have her killed. That's why. It, listen again. Jojo said, "Look, bitch, I am a millionaire. It would cost me money to even whoop your ass. I could just have you assassinated because I am that bitch. I am a millionaire." Okay, listen. Queen Jojo was unbothered. Queen Jojo was looking at her like Phaedra. She was just unbothered. She was just like, "Come on, Cletus. Come on. Come on. You think you're big and bad? Come on. Come on, Cletus." But yes, Veronica Vega is absolute trash. <laughs> and I, she is also she too also could pass away tomorrow, and we would not miss her. Her young Hollywood are two peas in a pod. They are absolutely the worst. Um, and I think. Besides the shit that she, you know, this whole Amara shit, I think what really pissed me off is like this is a white woman that's saying nigga, and because she don't like an actual Afro Latina, she is going to try to champion herself as I am fighting for, for skin folk. When it's like, bitch, you not skin folk. What? Like what? 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 Huh? The fuck? Bitch, where? Where? Where is an ounce of nigga in you? I will wait. Please tell me. But Veronica Vega also reminds me of one of those. You know how those people that talk a good game, but they don't never, they ain't really about their life, but they, they feel like they got a teach bit of leg up on you and then they wild the fuck out? That's Veronica. Cause she thought she thought she had a look. She thought, ooh, I finally got this bitch tomorrow. I'm gonna expose her for the fact that she is the last episode. And now she done just showed the fuck out. And of course, young Hollywood trash ass gassing her up and shit. So yeah, but fuck them. So the last piece of this read and then me is motherfucking step. Now step step, you were missing motherfucker. And we it is not lost on me that you were missing motherfucker because you step is the kind of motherfucker that try to play both sides, but really she just out for herself and being messy while under the guise of being um under the guise of being a peacemaker. Now I will say this. I will say this. When Veronica wild the fuck out. Step did look at the step did check her like girl, what the fuck are you doing? But then that's also another thing. Like Veronica was like, You a disloyal bitch. She and she talking about Steph here. Why you a disloyal bitch? Why you why you fucking with these with these fake bitches? Why you um uh, fraternizing with my enemies and all this shit? And it's like, well, hold on now. No, hold on now, wait a minute. But were you just up here with Step like a few episodes ago and with young Hollywood talking shit about JoJo and, and Amara? So like, hold on now. Wait, so so you going for Mariah? You can dish it out, but you can't take it? Hold, hold the fuck up now. Mm. And the words of courtesy, that's how you know you ain't no real bitch. But anyway, yeah, step messy, and she tried to put it under this guise of being a peacemaker, because honestly, honest to God, the, sometimes the best peace you can do is minding your goddamn business. If you got two friends that don't see eye to eye, the best way to be a peacemaker sometimes is to not get into shit. But, and that's exactly what step did. And that's exactly what step did. She tried, she would First of all, she was running back and forth, telling information between the two parties, and participated in dogging at least one of the parties out in Amara. And then when she got caught on it by Queen JoJo, she tried to act, she tried to play act like she didn't. Um, and meanwhile, she let Amara and Veronica fight, and she just back and collecting all the tea and doing her own shows and shit. And Honestly, even though she trashed too, honestly, the one that looked the worst out of all this shit is Veronica. Because even though Step messy, Step getting to a bag. We already know Amara getting to a bag. Shit, JoJo is a millionaire. What the fuck is Veronica Vega doing? Not a goddamn thing. So, 
that is my read for that whole situation. We'll see what the reunion to entails, but Step is messy, but I will give her that. She do she messy, but she get to a bag. I'll give her that. Um, Veronica Vega and Young Hollywood two peas in a trash ass part. And Amara, just use some discernment next time, so you won't be looking like like the rest of the clowns. And JoJo is the queen, so that's all I got. All right. Well, now that we got that out the way, uh, I that's all I got for your uh, love and hip hop, uh, Miami. I'm ready for Black Ink, nigga. Now I was now in in the in, because we're a tag team. I am going well when we get to a certain party. Since you let me have uh love and hip hop and that read, I'm I'm gonna let you have the read that we have for one part of Black Ink. So let me let me get the minor shit out of the way first. So, um. Oh, so we um, so we said last week that from the previews it looked like um Nikki was full of shit. It ain't no baby. Um, it is baby, but it might not be oh shits. It's probably not oh shits. We still will have to see. But is we like what what can it's probably like eighty percent sure it ain't no shits. Probably eighty percent. Yeah, I don't feel like that's his baby. I just feel like yeah, that not his baby. Um, I just feel like it's no way. Yeah, tell it cool. The well happened. The whole, the whole family. <laughs> um, I just feel like you can be married and not tell your husband you're pregnant unless you on some sneaky snake shit. Uh -huh. And like that's my whole reasoning behind it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And we don't have a problem saying when we wrong on Ratchet Ramblings, but Correct. I Something don't sit well with me about a woman not telling her husband she's pregnant until she's eight months pregnant and has relocated unbeknownst to him. Right. Right. Oh, shit was like, hoomst. Correct. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit was like, hoomst. Yeah. Oh, shit was like, wait, what? Great. Right. You, yeah. you well? And huh? And who? And what? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, good to hell look to him and good to hell look to her. But we we will see we'll see. Um, so Young Bay, listen, I I like Young Bay, and she is out here living <laughs> her best life. But if she gonna do a shotgun wedding, girl, just take your ass on to the uh <laughs> to the courthouse and call it a day. Right. <laughs> you in nobody's wedding dress in two weeks, honey. Right, and then didn't even didn't even tell tell him like, come on, Young Bay, come on now. Baby, what is you doing, baby? Come on, young baby. What is you doing? Thank you. Yeah, I was like, okay, girl, I get it. You want to follow family tradition, don't want to bring a baby into the world unmarried, cool. Just go to the courthouse, mamas, and have <laughs> have have a, you know, have a vow renewal, like, you know, afterwards or something. But, yeah, you doing a whole lot with very little. Exactly. It's like you, do, you doing the most, young baby. That last dress that she picked was good, though. I did like it on her. Mhm. Mm yeah. So. so I think that that's pretty much. Oh no, it ain't. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. So fucking this girl that got down. What's the receptionist name? I forget her name. Oh, holy shit! We got two things. Jada, is that her name? Yes, Jada. Yes, yes, yes. Listen. So she hooked wall up with this girl, which okay, good. But listen, let me tell you something. This girl that Jada hooked walled up with, nigga, she brought a motherfucking turtle to that goddamn date. A fucking turtle. Put the turtle on the pool table and the turtle fell off. <laughs> Ask Walt to kiss the turtle. 
Then she kissed the turtle. Then tried to kiss Walt, and Walt. That's when Walt was fed up. Nigga said, "You got turtle lips. I'm, let me get the fuck up out of here." And sat in Tennessee next to the turtle. Listen, bit, my, my nigga Walt said, "I bid you adieu." <laughs> Yo, he, good God bless Walt. He tried. He tried, but. When he when when she tried to get him to kiss that damn turtle after she kissed it, I, that was Walt was like, yeah, he tried. I give Walt a I give Walt a for effort. He tried. He did. He tried. But nigga, who the fuck brings a turtle on a date? Like, are you okay? It's really it, it's upsetting when attractive people are weird like that. Right. Like, if he was ugly. I'd have been like that ugly bitch brought a turtle. I'm not surprised. Right. But I was like, this girl is very attractive, and she has a weird obsession with a turtle. A whole ass turtle. She was like, the turtle is sick. Why, why don't you take care of it? I'm like, is Walt a goddamn veterinarian? Like, what is this? Like, this, like is he? Like, is it, does does Walt have a part time gig at a vet at a vet uh, clinic or something that I, that we don't know about? Like, what the fuck is? Huh, what? What was it? What was it? I am confusion. Walt was so confused. He was like, "This bitch is crazy." But yeah, so we we could not we could not not talk about that part. So I'm just gonna shut up and pass this to my friend, and I'm gonna let her go. Hey, let me tell you something. First of all, the previews this season have been very deceptive because I thought Genesis was about to watch these. Listen, first of all. I, I'm kind of disappointed that Big Fish Productions keeps allowing Sky's uh, children to be exploited for their storyline because it's really obvious that Genesis is like in a dark place with this whole situation. Right. So Steve sat down to talk to him and, and he moved the table to the side. I was like, oh shit. Even C's was like, oh, whoa, chill, 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 chill. Right. He was about to get washed. But Genesis took his glasses off and he was like, yo, that woman, that woman that you going to bat for, that woman raised me until a certain age, then threw me away. And while I sat in the fucking jail cell, I watched this woman getting a new a new vagina, new ass, new titties, new this. He like, I watched this, but this woman never reached out to me to see what was going on with me. And clearly by how easily Sky got in touch with the adopted mom, she been had this woman information. Mm-hmm. She knew how to reach out to these fucking kids. Mm-hmm. And she never did until she needed a storyline for Black Ink once that just left. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, I feel your pain. And you could see how you see how broken he was. He was and he was like 15 years this woman never came back for me, for us. 15 years. And all I could say to myself was, that's a long fucking time to not come back to your kids when you on national TV begging and pleading to see your fucking kids. You had 15 years before this show aired to do it, and you never did it. You never got your shit together to come back for your kids until you were a reality TV star. And you are watching, you are allowing people to exploit the pain of your children because you don't really care because we see the kids once, Every four or five episodes, then Sky back thought and shit. Listen, this it was it was I and I I don't even want to drag Sky like I want to politely drag Sky because should she ever listen to this, I want her to know aside from the profanity and disrespect that you really hurt your kids and then you took their hurt 
and you publicized it for a check. And these are and these are still kids. The one son just turned 18. Genesis is about 20, 21, trying to find his way in the world. You are using your kids for nothing more than your financial gain. You don't really care what's going on with them. That is so disgusting to me because you could have left them alone, period. Could have left them alone. They were doing they were doing well. They were being raised well without you coming in the picture fucking shit up. Exactly. You are extremely trash. And that's and that's trash on top of the trash you already are for how you treat others, how you talk to others, how you carry yourself. You are like a you are a landfill. You yeah. are not trash. You where people dump their trash. You like a dumpster. You the trash dump. Taking out the trash. Holy cow. I just you could crying and you, sees you trash ass nigga for multiple reasons. But you sitting here talking about well, what you want, bro. What you want? Listen. All that baby needed is somebody to li- shut the fuck up and listen. Oh, you gonna go 16, 17 more years without talking to her? If he fucking chooses to, absolutely. And he's yeah. well within his right. Well within his fucking rights. So what you want, bro? You want to talk to your mom? I was so glad when Genesis was like, I don't know, man. I, listen, this this reality TV shit, this y'all world... And this is exactly how he carried it too. This it was like his his eyes, his face, everything was like this y'all world. I don't give a fuck about none of this. I don't care. I'm not about to lie on TV. I don't know if I want to talk to the bitch. Ever, ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, gonna sit up here and pretend like I do. When what what really brought the point home for me was one, first of all, you could just see like my like and we was talking pregame about this, like I Appreciated. I, I don't word this. I appreciated Genesis being real and basically confirming what we had already known. But I don't like that it was at the expense of his pain. But I'm in a way, I'm also glad that he really told the truth because one of the things that sees pissed me off about and piggybacking off of you, he was like, "Do uh do?" He was basically like. Are you gonna go another 16, 17 years without speaking to your mother? No, 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 no. You're not hearing him. This boy just told you that Sky went 15 years without talking to him. It's not on the onus is not on Genesis to do the healing. The onus is on Sky to attempt to do it and going and what Genesis one thing Genesis said that spoke that really jumped out is like we can't do no healing until motherfuckers start being real. That's when healing can start because Sky is still not being real and telling the truth about the origin about between her and these goddamn kids. She's hearing this shit from Genesis, the real shit for the first fucking time. Now I don't know how Caesar's gonna feel about it. Knowing him, he probably—I mean, I mean, it's fucking Caesar. I mean, he trashes damn stuff, so he probably gonna for the camera be disappointed in this guy. But I mean, it's still Caesar. So I mean, it ain't like he got the best of fucking morals. But with that said, he hearing this shit for the first time. Sky has been lying about this shit for so long, and to this day, right now, will not own up for it, and is only using these boys. For a storyline. So it's not on Genesis. It is on Sky to stop being trash and be real. <laughs> yes, London. And make a real genuine effort to connect with these boys that she has not done for 15 fucking years. Until then, Gen- Genesis don't owe Sky a motherfucking thing. Not a goddamn thing. 
So yeah, Caesar was transferred that because I'm like, all you doing is gaslighting this boy. Do you think he? Do you really think he wants to not have a relationship with his mama? But he on, you only get one mama. Do you honestly think he's happy about what the fuck he's going through? Do you think he wants? To like not fuck with her. I mean, he probably do, and he's well within his right. But it's not his fault. It's hers because she is trash. Correct. And yeah, she's still lying about some shit. I still don't believe her mama gave those kids up for adoption while she was in jail. I think Sky was super, super duper free when she gave those kids up for adoption to go live her own fucking life when she realized what she was in for. Because yeah, a lot of shit don't add up, and Genesis is like. You motherfuckers don't know the truth. Like, I know the truth. I know the truth. And so, yeah, Sky lied about a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh She's lying. Like, big, big lies. Uh Not itty bitty lies. Real lies. Uh Real real lies recognize real lies. Uh And and you know what? This makes this juxtapose it and makes it so much more understandable why Genesis was about to put hands and feet on her that other episode. It makes so much sense. Because in that episode, Sky was performing, talking about, you don't know how hard it is, and I tried to come back, and then that's when Genesis snapped and was like, fuck this shit. It makes it so much, it makes so much more sense. So. Yeah. Uh, and let's wrap up with this trash-ass nigga sees. Because uh, you have broken your neck to pursue Kitty just to treat her the same fucking way you did last time. Mm-hmm. Last beat. You need to fight. You need the the rest of your teeth slapped out your mouth with your side. <laughs> like, boy, fuck you. For real, she don't deserve. Like, I don't care for Kitty, but I don't think any woman deserves that form of treatment. Uh, you, you wanted to date her. She was good without you. You thought Teddy fucked her, so now you interested again. She's one of them weird ass niggas. He only like bitches that his niggas interested in. Excuse my language. He only like women that he feel like his homeboys and his friends interested in. That's where the Lord come in at. But he don't really want nothing to do with Kitty, and he real fucking trash for playing with her feelings like that. Like, yeah. let, like it's one thing. Here's the thing: even if y'all not together, cool, no problem. You're just dating, cool. At the very least, respect her enough to not be trying to fuck bitches while y'all on the trip together. Mm-hmm. Like that's asking too much, dumbass nigga. Really, really trash. Just absolutely trash. Absolutely yeah. fucking trash, man. Fuck sees. Fuck Sky. It's only it's fitting that they they call each other brother and sister because they both some pieces of shit. And fuck that bitch for bringing that turtle on the date. <laughs> a fucking turtle. Fucking turtle, man. That's really all I have. I just feel like C's is super trash for treating Kitty like that. Agreed. Agreed. So that's it. Um, because I can't think of nothing else. Uh, I don't think I think we covered all the shows. So that's round one of. Uh, reunions and reads. Um, you know what? That's gonna be the show title. Uh, so we'll get the rest of the reunions. Um, and we'll get it, get on up out of here. Um, whenever Classic release this, y'all have a good week or week rest of your weekend. Um, be a greater hoe, not a hater hoe. Uh, don't be weird on Air Green's internet. And we will be back. Um, well, I will be back next week. Um, and I will have Lexi and Kiki. Um, with me, um, and I'm wishing my nigga um, a very good vacation. Well, you, you London and Mike, because y'all deserve it, and I hope y'all have fun. Um, you got anything to share since you won't be here next week? Um, yeah, I agree with Jeremy. Stop being a weirdo on the internet. Leave people alone that you don't like. Uh, minding your business is free. Um, 
spring is coming, except for the East Coast, because you motherfuckers are getting hammered. God bless. <clears throat> Denver. It's in the 70s. Fuck what you heard. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be drinking, eating uh, home-cooked food from my mother-in-law. Also, I just want to point this out that I know I'm very pro-black on a lot of stuff, but what I will not be pro-black on is uh, Paula Dean's restaurant. I am going. It's an all-you-can-eat type of situation. And um, I'm just going to pretend like, you know, the bitch didn't say nigga 20 years ago. And <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy her buttermilk fried chicken and her collard greens and her mac and cheese and her apple cobbler. And I don't need your judgment when you see me posting pictures on on Instagram, you know? We all have our problematic phase. That old white bitch is one. Right, when you leave the restaurant, you're going to be like, fuck her, but why are you in it? Yeah, I'm be fucking that food up. Bring me some more chicken. <laughs> Where, what kind of hot sauce y'all be using in here? Like, I'm going to be and that's just what it is. <laughs> Well, we'll be we'll be back next week, y'all. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I th- know this one is kind of lengthy, but we had a lot to cover and get through. So, with that, we will be up out of here and peace. Yeah.